This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Go to our contact page. Send us an email with your questions so that we can get you back on the path to retirement security. Joining us this morning, as always, he's here, he's clear. Well, he's clear this morning. Tony, you, you, you sound you sound ready to go this morning, my friend. I am ready, willing, and able, Travis. That's <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. It, I, when you just said that, it, it reminded me of the bridesmaid scene whenever it's like, <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> That's a funny movie. Uh, but anyway, well, it's good. It's good to be with you. It's uh, it's another another great day in Paris. Paradise, oh, yeah. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk through some good topics this morning. So, what before we get started? What's what's new in uh, in the great state of Minnesota? Oh man, I've been so busy, Travis, moving around my kids. And my one daughter moved home from college, but then next weekend we have to move her into her new house. She's renting with friends for the summer and for next school year. Um, she finished her second year of college. She'll be a junior in college next year, and then. Uh, my son moved back. Him and his wife moved. Had to help them move. We're trying to get uh, my graduation party for my youngest daughter is graduating from high school um, this month. So, yeah, it's been uh, busy around the shore house and then getting outside as much as possible this time of year. You know, I love to do that. So. Well, I hope your allergies are not as uh, active as our allergies here in the great state of Georgia. No, mine because, haven't been bad, actually. <clears throat> Holy cow. I am... I am struggling. Oh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know the older I get, the more the more my allergies are like, ah, you're gonna you're not gonna like this today. Um, yeah, just congestion and yeah, it's just just uh, just waiting for spring to everything to quit blooming and once that happens i think we'll be okay but uh but hey there are worse problems to have oh, and uh worse places to be so and you can anyway and you can medicate that, that and helps you can, well, yeah well you know little 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 uh little little libation will flush it right out uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that was self-medication you, you said medicate yeah, not self-medicate all right so what about the world of finances are we going to talk about the debt ceiling everybody's talking about no, that no, hey hey well this morning what we're going to do is we're going to talk about questions from the audience Good. because uh we haven't done that in a while we've let these kind of accumulate i've cherry picked what i think are are probably more common for the majority of our listeners but sure let's talk about debt ceiling first uh tony I, i'm i'm not in the camp that i think the the current situation is going to boil over i don't think personally i don't see the debt ceiling becoming this huge issue now 
Is it being politicized right oh. now? It absolutely is. Uh, they're not, not going to let us default. I don't think well, that's going to happen. Either. Well, it's it would be different, I think, if we were in a different time period. But we're going into a presidential election next year. We're going into uh, you know a very very tumultuous time politically. Contentious, yeah. Contentious, yep. you know. So. Do I think that they're going to let us default? No, because if one lets the other, if one makes the other default, whoever is the one, whoever is the one that doesn't cause it, they're going to beat the other one over the head with it. And I just don't see a situation where, you know, both sides are going to give a little bit. I've said it before, say it again. I don't think the American people are going to get a whole lot out of it except for a default, uh, you know, avoiding the default and avoiding the the economic and the market fluctuations that's going to come with it. So I I just don't see that happening now. Is does that mean that that I feel confident that what they're going to do is is going to put us back on the right track fiscally, and they're going to all of a sudden start spending more wisely? Absolutely not. Or they're going to uh, cut the budget. You know, they're yeah, going to not going to happen. Cuts. Yeah, probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I I'm not encouraged about our long term uh, as far as the debt that keeps accumulating. I actually taught one of our courses last night. We taught the second night, and I had one. The, one of the questions was actually on this very topic. And I said, well, here's the deal. Uh, I think this is telegraphing probably like the debt ceiling debate this year, the most probably the most predictable outcome we could possibly see uh, because you know they started talking about the debt ceiling debate back in January oh, yeah. right so so this is this is not new this is not new hat this is not new uh, a new situation that just popped up this is something they've been talking about for six months yeah. so one of the things that I do think this is telegraphing is uh, when tax when the tax cuts and jobs act expires in 2025 I, I don't I don't see them stopping it just going back to 2016 2017 rates I, I just don't um, I think that there's going to be a perfect opportunity there to raise revenue to say you know what these these things are expiring anyway so let's just make this let's just make this new tax plan uh, the law of the land and I think that they're going to raise taxes and they're going to raise taxes taxes significantly so yeah. I, I think it's definitely it, it's definitely important to know what your tax position is and that's that's probably one of my first recommendations because you know uh, the question that we have top of the list is on capital gains uh, a lot of people uh, seeing the the tax train coming if you will uh, seeing what's going on in Washington seeing the the back and forth you know a lot of questions on you know what it Travis, what are what are capital gains rates going to do? And I'll be quite honest with you. I think that there is an appetite in Washington right now, and they've already tried to do it. So I'm not speaking out of school. They've already tried to to insinuate and push forward the idea that they're going to take capital gains rates across the board to ordinary income. Uh, Tony, that's I think that's going to be a nightmare. That is going to cause a market correction like you have never seen because you're going to see a pile of people saying you know what 
if if you're going to cancel capital gains next year, we're going to go ahead and sell our assets now and we'll figure out what to do with the cash later. Uh, that's going to be an issue. So one of the one of the two questions, because the capital gains rate question actually was two part. One of the two questions was, can you explain the future tax rates? And I think that's that's my opinion, right? We, we think that uh, there's a likelihood that we could see capital gains at some point go to ordinary income. If that happens, that's going to that's gonna be difficult. So, um, and just remember, when you pay capital gains, when you sell something, you got to pay the state rate and the federal rate. That could get pretty expensive. But and when you're talking about inheritance, because we've had a lot of questions on inheritance, I, I get this a lot. You know, hey, Travis, what do I owe in inheritance tax? Well, most people, Tony, are not going to pay an inheritance tax because the exemption is so robust. I mean, we're talking almost $25 million between a couple right now in exemption, most people are not going to pay an inheritance tax. But what is going to happen is they're going to be liable for whatever taxes are owed on the individual assets. So for instance, um, if you have an IRA, Tony, you leave that to your your wife. She can take that, do what she wants to do with it, put it in her name, leave it in your name. Uh, She really has an unlimited amount of options. But if you leave it to your daughter, what does she have to do? She has to pay ordinary yep. income, ordinary she'll income be, taxes. She'll be taxed. You're leaving her with a tax break. Correct. Correct. So um, it, that that is IRA retirement assets. There's no way around that, guys. You you put money in pre-tax, or you put money in, and and it's been growing tax deferred. You you can't you can't expect to take it out or your heirs to take it out without paying taxes. They're going to pay taxes. But we know that, right? I think the misconception is what happens at capital gains rates? And and we've actually had a couple of these from current current clients because had a had a client the other day, uh, she and her uh, six siblings inherited a, a pretty large track of timberland. And she was like, well, you know, how do I calculate the tax liability? Well, just like stocks, just like real estate, anything else, you need to find the date of death. The date of death is going to determine what your taxation is because on the date of your parents passing or on the date of, the, of whomever bequeathed that to you, whoever gave it to you, they have essentially reestablished the basis at that point. You, if if let's say for instance, and I'm just going to use Apple because everybody knows Apple. Let's say you bought a share of Apple, Tony, and you uh, bought it for 50 bucks a share and you passed away today. You leave it to your child and it's worth $170 a share. Well, that $120 of gain, you bought it for 50, it's worth 170, that's a 120 gain. The 120 gain is now no longer taxable because she is going to get a step up in basis, right? Whatever it's valued at today, that's her new number. Now, if she were to leave that in there for another two months, three months, six months, because there's nothing saying you got to touch it immediately. But if all of a sudden that 170 becomes 200, well, then she or he is going to be subject to $30 in capital gains. They're going to pay their applicable rate on that $30 gain. So I think the the most important thing we need to think about is just because we are inheriting something that does not automatically 
does not automatically spark the fuse for an inheritance tax. But is that saying that you're not going to pay any taxes whatsoever? Absolutely not. That's that's not going to happen. Um, if it's pre-tax, it'll always be pre-tax, not just for you, but for your heirs. And if you inherit an asset, uh, really what you're looking for is the date of passing because that's going to set your your new basis and your tax uh, your tax basis going forward. Yeah, and that's uh, taxes are huge. People don't understand uh, taxes on retirement accounts or on what they're leaving behind or passing along to their loved ones. So I'm glad you addressed that because that is a big area of confusion and can end up costing people a lot of money. And Tony, you know, uh, we since we just mentioned uh, the the tax on retirement assets, um, let me let me share this with you. This this is mind blowing. Okay, um, so met with a couple not not very long ago. Uh, we started a, a conversation, started a relationship, and they wanted to know if if they continued on their path and they had been working with an advisor uh, who had never recommended Roth conversion, who had never recommended that they use anything other than pre-tax assets. Uh, they wanted to know if they continued on their current path, where would they end up? And and to their surprise and and to their um, amazement, they were like, "Oh, well, that you know, we're going to be okay." They were starting with about a million one. Uh, they were actually even living to their life expectancy. They were going to leave about five hundred eighty six thousand dollars behind in a legacy. But here's here's where the plot thickens. So my question to them is because there were remember we talked about the sweet spot since we're mentioning taxes we talked about the sweet spot of Roth conversion being in that uh, sixty five to seventy three uh, category yep. right the the spread that's whenever your your state taxes are going to be virtually non existent on retirement income you really have a lot of options um, well they're in that they're in that that uh that category right now they're actually 65 and 66 but here's the deal um so i looked at their income and with what they have versus what they're wanting to produce we found the number that they could convert and pay absolutely no income tax for the next eight years and do you know how much money we found in tax savings not not changing anything else, but just tax savings. No. Yes. I want you to guess. Uh, guess? Holy yes. cow. I, I w- Was it 100000 Was it 200000 What do you think? Um, at least 200000 It was $600,000. Yeah. Wow. Converting wow. the amount that they could harvest every year and structure their income so that their tax their tax rate was zero they would literally find an additional six hundred thousand dollars wow so it can make or break your retirement or what you leave it behind literally your- doubled their outcome yeah. and then you know one of the things and this is why i tell folks understand your taxes not just the capital gains not just the inheritance rates but your income tax rate because these guys literally they were they were thinking they were potentially going to be forced into maybe taking out a long-term care policy and you know that's that's great you need to plan for those types of things but the tax savings literally doubled their outcome where if they wanted to do it they could if they didn't want to do it they didn't probably didn't have to 
So, you know, Tony, sometimes just knowing knowing the tax code, knowing how it can benefit you and, and your family uh, can make all the difference in the world. So that that was just uh, I had to share that. That was that was incredible. Yeah, I, that was a great that's, that was a great huge. meeting. I would have I was never like, hey, guessed that much. Hey, can we pluck what if, what if I told you there's a way that you could convert money, not pay tax on it, and it's going to double your potential outcome? Wow. I would say, I mean, where do I, I sign? Oh, it's it's incredible. Just knowing knowing what buttons to push and levers to pull. Um, so that's that's our tax question. So let's talk about uh, since you we were talking about you know what's going to happen going forward with the debt ceiling. But another thing a lot of people are really concerned about right now is recession. Okay, what are we going into recession? Are we not going into recession? Uh, the the CEO for Goldman Sachs came out said that he really thought that we were still on that path, but he didn't know a lot of, a lot of extenuating factors, uh, a lot of things that were going to need to come to pass before he can make that call, but he felt like we were. Well, if you think that we're potentially going to go into recession or you're trying to plan for it, here's four things you need to do. Number one, you need to automatically start looking at your risk tolerance, folks. If you've been able to to get some of the bounce that we've seen in the market since October of last year when we hit the lows, why not go ahead and start rebalancing and trimming some of your portfolio? I mean, I know everybody's like, oh, I want to, I don't want to do that because I want to make as much as I can because last year was stunk. Last year was not a great year. Well, you know what? That's just called portfolio management, folks. If you don't do the 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 things that you need to do in the good times and the bad, um, it's really not going to work to your favor. So first things first, Tony, they need to check their risk tolerance. Number two, if you have a need for income in the short to to medium to moderate term, maybe six months to a year, 18 months, if you know that you're going to need a certain amount of cash, why not take that cash, trim off some gains, maybe put it in short-term treasuries, maybe put it in like a stable value fund, uh, put it in something that's going to be earning, you know, three, four, five, six percent interest and just be okay with that right i mean the market if we think it could go down why not take the four or five and be okay with that short-term money um number three that's one of the things that that we've seen this year that has really it's really challenged clients it's because they're seeing this uh this this move in the market but then they're like well why is my portfolio not maybe not moving as rapidly well folks uh, there's really only been about what nine, maybe ten stocks that have really just just catapulted forward. If you look at the equal weight S and P, which is uh, basically you can go to the go to Google Google search and R, the RSP ETF. Um, that's the equal weight ETF. The market really has just gone sideways. Um, it has not recovered this this massive uh, move. That's no. basically because of how much weighting technology has in the overall market and because of how much AI has actually triggered people's uh, buy signal this year. So, uh, but I think a lot of those valuations are starting to get back up toward COVID levels. And Tony, you know what happened once we once we started going the other way on those? Um, if they go up really quick, that means they can also go down really quick. And then last but not least, uh, duration. If, if you're starting to tip your toe back into the bond market, uh, folks, if we think recession is around the corner and interest rates could potentially continue to shoot back up, 
Uh, please don't get out there trying to buy these these corporates and these bonds paying you know five six seven percent yield uh, because the further you go out on the yield curve you're just exposing yourself to the same risk you did last year uh, you know once again history is not always a guarantee that it's going to happen again but it is a good guide you've already seen how this movie ends don't sit through don't sit through it again expecting a different outcome it is going to be problematic if you're using bonds in a rising interest rate environment. So be selective about what you hold. Not saying that it's not a good idea. You just need to be prepared. Tony. Yes. What you think? What you think? Good advice. I'm I'm thinking if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're still a little bit concerned, what should they do? They should pick up the phone and give you a call, Travis. Pick up the phone and call. You know Travis why? Chance. Because you need a plan in place to deal with this. You need a plan to deal with taxes in retirement, to deal with estate planning, legacy planning, to make sure you don't leave your loved ones with a huge tax liability after you're gone. So uh, I think that's huge, but it's all re- these are all reasons to work with a financial services professional like yourself, a financial advisor who's a fiduciary, who's going to look out for your best interest, and who's going to help you get a written plan in place that can deal with things like market volatility, uh, the taxes going up, which we all know they will. Uh, Nobody has a crystal ball, but the one thing that's certain, you know, they say there's two things that are certain in life. Uh, I say there are three, Travis, death, taxes, and pizza. And so Mm. taxes Mm. are for certain. Uh, In my life, pizza is another certainty. Uh, but, uh, you know, those are the things that are always going to happen. Taxes are going to be there and they're going to go up, right? Well, Tony, you know, it's funny you mentioned taxes because that's that's actually the last question. I wasn't going to mention it, but I'm going to go ahead anyway since we've got about two minutes left on the show. Yep. You know, one of the things we're also seeing is uh, is is the 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 eye opening experience people are having when they open their tax bill now, uh, and I'm talking about their property tax bill, and we're we're seeing a lot of increases in property taxes. Uh, you know, valuations. We we all like the fact that our house value went up because it makes us feel more wealthy, but that also it comes with a cost because the counties, the cities, municipalities, the states, you know, when when you do see this type of, of increase, they're going to ask for theirs too. And property taxes are going up. Uh, I had a question also about, you know, should I move to North Carolina? Should I move to South Carolina? Um, you know, folks, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Uh, if if you are not paying a tremendous amount in income taxes and it's a favorable retirement income state, if your property taxes go up a thousand bucks, don't move to another state where you've got to start paying a five percent state tax because you're trying to avoid a thousand dollars in property taxes. So. You know, it's just about having a plan, Tony. And there's a reason why I read a survey recently, only 38% of baby boomers are actually confident in their retirement plan or in their retirement course uh, that they're currently on. And that is a shame because there's 62% of you guys out there listening that are not. And that's why you need to give us a call so that we can help you get on the road to your successful retirement. Not just make sure the suit fits, make sure it looks good on you. Give us a call 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. All right. Well, Travis, great topics today. You covered a lot. And we love to hear answer or questions, I should say, from the listeners and your answers, Travis, here on Navigating Your Retirement. What's that phone number one more time before we go? 
Absolutely. 877-269-0839. And if you have a question and you want to submit it to us via email, go to our website, chancefinancialgroup.com. Go to our contact section, submit your question. And uh, I promise on, on a show in the very near future, you may get your answer. And, and it may be the, the reason that you're successful versus being out there wondering, what do I do? Get your answer. Don't wait. Do it now. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.